Welcome to our podcast. I am Linda Messer. My husband Ron and I invite you to join us in our weekly broadcast of A New Voice of Freedom. Welcome to Season 5 of A New Voice of Freedom, written by Ronald Keith Messer. This podcast is taken from a series of books written under the banner In Defense of Christianity. Podcast 14, Argument for the Existence of God, Episode 26, is entitled Environment of Hope. Speaking of the last days, Jesus warned. Luke twenty one twenty six men's hearts failing them for fear Isaiah one five why should ye be stricken any more ye will revolt more and more the whole head is sick and the whole heart faint Isaiah thirteen seven through eight therefore shall all hands be faint and every man's heart shall melt and they shall be afraid. The scriptures above point out that in the last days, many will live in an environment of fear. The question is, can we control our own environment? Can we create an environment of hope? The answer must be yes, for the scriptures serve as a warning to those who believe them. Those who believe can either change the outcome or protect themselves against it. Not all environments are negative. Everything has its opposite. Just as we should avoid environments that pose danger, we should seek environments that increase success. Still, we must remain independent in all environments and obey our own conscience. One can ride a good horse to one's own death. Even television, electronic games, and cell phones, though they serve a great purpose in electronic excess or robbing many of their freedom. History has shown that no matter what promises are made by those in power to lure one into captivity, the environments of socialism, communism, and totalitarianism always end in misery, captivity, poverty, oppression, and loss of freedom. Free will comes when one chooses to enter the environment of freedom. Free will continues if one has the option to remain in, to change, or to leave that environment, as long as one has the power to say no. We have free will if we can choose the conditions and promote free will. We no longer have free will when we are compelled to choose the same conditions over and over and over. One is not free if every time one is confronted with temptation, one gives in to temptation, while protesting that if he wished, he could quit at any time. Any environment, no matter how laudatory, that robs one of free will has the potential for evil. To be free, one must be free not only to enter the environment at will, but also to leave the environment at will, without fear of reprisal. As addiction to a healing drug overpowers the will, enslavement to any cause can lead to a greater evil than the cause purports to cure. Many have served the devil, thinking they were serving God. In the end, if we wish to change ourselves, we must also change our environment. If we wish to break a habit, we must first break the pattern that fed the habit. If we wish to save our children, we must create an environment where evil is not the major attraction. 
If we wish to preserve our liberty, we must create an environment governed by the law of liberty, which are the Ten Commandments of God. If we abrogate our responsibility, the ones who govern our children will be the ones who govern the environment our children live in. But in the end, we know the game. We make the choice. We choose the conditions. The consequences choose us. We live in dangerous times. The New World Movement wishes to create an environment where rights are increased, but where freedom and agency and all other Christian values are decreased. Let me refine the meaning of terms. Freedom is directly related to the number of choices available. Agency is the ability to discern between absolute good and absolute evil. Liberty is the ability to make those choices. Here are three things to consider. One, the laws of nature give us freedom. Two, the laws of God give us agency. Three, the laws of the land give us liberty. Freedom cannot exist where knowledge is controlled, where the laws of God are ignored or outlawed, and where the laws of the land are governed by the few. Spiritual law exercises enormous power over choices. For example, collective conscience is the only way that republicanism can work. Where conscience does not restrain behavior, laws must. Reduce conscience and you must increase laws. Remove God and you must have a totalitarian state. That is why in a nation where the majority become evil, a democratic republic cannot stand. Conscience is replaced by the letter of the law. In a godless society, that which is allowed by the laws of man rules one's conscience. The laws of man change on a regular basis. Therefore, the idea of good and evil change on a regular basis. John compares our day to Babylon. Revelation 18.13 And cinnamon and odors and ointments and frankincense and wine and oils and fine flour and wheat and beasts and sheep and horses and chariots and slaves and souls of men. We think of slavery in a very narrow way, as one group enslaving another for personal gain. Never in the history of the world has man had so much freedom and so little liberty. In traditional slavery, the body was enslaved. In modern slavery, the souls of men are enslaved. Our nation was created on Christian values that is indisputable to all but the willfully blind. As a Christian nation, we have the Holy Scriptures that clearly define the will of God. Implicit in the laws of the United States are the Ten Commandments. The environment has dramatically changed today. We are more concerned with climate change than moral change. Effectively, all the commandments, because they are associated with Christian values, have been either repealed or modified out of existence. Until today, the definitions of good and evil were shared by the majority of Americans. Today, however, all biblical references are being erased, and a new code of ethics that reflect the changing values of society is taking its place. Anything carrying the name of God is being removed from government. Agency or knowledge of good and evil can only be based on absolute values established by God. It was God, according to our forefathers, who created all men equal and endowed them with certain unalienable rights. God is systematically being removed from our documents, from our culture, from our laws, and from our values. Agency cannot exist in an environment where a belief in God 
and a knowledge of the absolute values of good and evil do not exist. Only God can create absolutes. Without agency, only freedom is left. Unrestrained freedom without an absolute code of conduct will destroy itself and lead to bondage. Think of slavery as one group imposing their will over another. Think of bondage as self-enslavement. Now, bind the two together under one house, and such is America becoming today. We could all see where we are headed if we were not so blinded by willful ignorance, false freedom, and blind causes. To have the greatest freedom, we must create the ideal free environment, an environment of hope. An environment of hope is based on the three theological virtues, faith, hope, and charity, where charity is the pure love of Christ. Unrestrained license is not freedom, for another will use his license to take away your freedom. Consistent of both an immortal spirit and immortal body, we all live in a spiritual environment and a temporal environment. As free agents, we have a choice whether to create our own environment or whether to allow others to create our environment for us. Earth is an environment created by God for our benefit that we all share. However, with knowledge of law, we have freedom to alter our environment according to our desires. It is astonishing how much our nation worships the physical environment, but ignores our spiritual environment. In a society where people have abandoned personal values, free will, and self-reliance, those who control the environment control behavior. In our comic book world, we love stories of good versus evil. We like superheroes and supervillains. Satan laughs at our simplicity. His tactic is to get us to call good evil and evil good and let us fight among ourselves, everyone thinking they're fighting for God. Hitler, who gave the order to exterminate the Jews, saw himself as a righteous man. Referring to himself, he quoted the Bible, saying, As long as there is one righteous man. Albert Spears, Hitler's chief architect and armaments minister, in his book Spandau, said that he had no doubt that Hitler saw himself as that one righteous man. Few people see themselves as evil. Satan has reigned from many pulpits. The primary business of science is to teach temporal truths. The primary business of religion is to teach spiritual truths, such as the law of agency and all other laws of God, so that we can educate our conscience properly to discern between good and evil and right and wrong, thus helping us to rise above our environment. The primary business of government is to accommodate the God-given equality of all people. God alone, not government, can create equality. Unless governed by absolute laws, our environment will naturally decay into the desires of the natural man. It will inevitably turn to hedonism. A free government is based on the principle that we have free will. Christianity is based on the principle that we have agency. A democratic government is based on the principle that we have liberty or freedom of choice. Our environment affects our decisions. Some decisions, of course, are mundane and irrelevant, such as the day-to-day decisions inherent in the human condition, this brand over that brand. However, some decisions that may seem harmless in a prurient society may be unacceptable to God. For a completely free society, we must have free will, freedom, agency, and liberty. Not everything can be legislated, or you have a police state. 
A democratic republic can only exist when the majority of people are moral. If the majority of people are moral, society will have a balance among freedom, agency, and liberty. Only then can you have an environment of hope. The following words, often attributed to Thomas Jefferson, hold true today. Eternal vigilance is the price of liberty. Thank you for listening. Watch for our next podcast.